you know, these NFT things, these non-fungible tokens, you know, digital art on the blockchain, this provides a very interesting opportunity for niche art form artists like this, because now all of a sudden you are a high level light show artist performing, uh, you know, to a camera and yeah. getting all these video yeah. files. Sure. And now sure. you can, you can utilize your, your audience that you've built for yourself and you can create a collector base of people that like you as an individual, they like your art and they're willing to invest into you, into your idea of, of what your art is as it evolves. And this allows for the opportunity for, for artists to be able to get paid through their, their artistic passions, which is quite remarkable. Yeah. And this is, this is just 20 now. The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. All right, we're back with a new episode of the Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. And I'm with Jake Living Good with Throw Lights. What's up, dude? How you doing, man? Doing great, man. How are you, Jason? Dude, I'm doing all right. I, I got thrown outside. Uh, this this episode is going to be a lot of fun because the 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 uh, irony is that uh, my internet is bad, so I had to find something outside in the yard. Then I had to uh, look over, and you signed you signed in, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, he's not inside. He's inside, inside." So obviously, that's the metaverse. <laughs> so is my connection good? Are we all good here? We're good. I, I got you coming in loud and clear. All right, perfect. So, dude, let's jump right into this, Jake. I want to know. Um, you know, obviously this is entrepreneur evolved the evolution. And I know that you started, you, did you grow up in Arizona? Yes, sir. Grew up born and raised in Arizona. Dude. And what, um, what was your, what was your thing before this? I think we talked, we had met, um, and spent a couple hours together, but, um, I know you'd done some e-commerce and things like that, but what was, what was that first round of business that you decided to do? And I'm assuming it was in, Arizona, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Actually, so I was on a full ride honor scholarship uh, in Arizona for business management. Um, I dropped out because I was like, okay, I, I prefer to run a business. I quit all my jobs that were, you know, sustaining myself. I moved in with my parents into their basement as a uh, 19 year old college dropout. And I was like, mom, dad, I'm going to start doing Amazon FBA. I'm going to do e-commerce. I'm going to sell stuff on the internet. And they're like, you're, you've lost it, man. You're crazy. And I was like, no, trust me, <laughs> trust me. It's awesome. And so I started doing e-commerce uh, and I found some success with that alongside doing my artistic hobbies of flow arts and uh, you know, the stars aligned and, and now we're here a couple years later. Dude, that's crazy. So I always talk with people and it's like super important. I think and I always talk with people with moved and everything like that. It's like, it's so good to at least have some kind of hobby or something you do outside of work because you never know, like you could end up making that your thing. And then, you know, your hobbies sometimes turn into your work, but at the end of the day, you can look back and go, I'm actually doing what I love. Right. Yes, sir. It's, I think it's remarkable to be able to combine your artistic passions with your business passions, because then you, you have a bigger why as to like what's driving you on a daily basis, your passion, Billy. What was it? Um, so you're sitting there, this is a great story. So you're sitting there in the basement of your, of your parents' house and you're basically telling them that you're building a, to them, it was basically you're building a rocket ship and they're like, oh, well, you know, that rocket ship will get done eventually. What was the thing in e-commerce that you spent time on that really you started to kind of identify like, hey, here's a problem. I can serve value. What was the kind of products that you were that you were selling? 
So I did a business model called online retail, where I actually used a transaction privilege tax license to get in with uh, a wholesale merchant deal with Microsoft, Sony, Hasbro, Nintendo, and Mattel. So I was selling name brand big products such as Xboxes, Playstations. I was primarily in the consumer electronics space just because at the time I enjoyed gaming. So it was sort of a little niche of mine that, that I figured, you know, if, if I can be interested in it, then there's other people that are interested in it. So I was selling name brand big box products, uh, no marketing dollars of my own. I was selling things that already had a market and sales coming in. And so I just piggybacked off of bigger brands on the on Amazon's platform. Dude, that's freaking cool. And then you started to generate, obviously, some revenue. You started to kind of build the model and then figure it out. And during that whole time, you were doing the art of flow lights or is or throw lights. And, and what maybe you can explain to everybody what that is, because this obviously was what your hobby was. You learned some business. You played along with your hobby. So what was like, uh, what was that hobby that you were doing? So the hobby that I was doing outside of business was flow arts. Um, specifically gloving, but gloving is just one flow art. There's many, many flow arts such as shuffling, which is often seen in the dance community outside of just a smaller niche community. There's staff, there's poi, which if you've ever been to a, a, a Hawaiian luau, you've seen someone throwing poi with fire. Um, and, and so that one's a little bit bigger than gloving. Gloving's more of a niche one, but uh, basically what flow arts is, is it's it's an artistic hobby. Specifically, gloving is where you put little microchip processors in your fingers. Yeah, I got mine that uh, you gave me at the house. I tried them. I tried them. I totally. Yeah. I, I like. I, I watched you for that short period of time that I saw you do the presentation. But I came home and I was like to my girlfriend and like our fam, our friends and stuff. And I was like, oh, check this out. I could do this. And I started doing the lights. And I was like, all right, that's about where I stopped. But I made sure I did it, dude. So you, so you make, so you created this concept that you've been doing but go ahead that's cool so it flow arts is uh, basically specifically gloving is is making fancy geometric patterns and shapes and like con concepts with your hands in order to give like a visual experience to your viewer it's often seen in the rave community um, but as it's evolved over the last you know decade and a half it's sort of turned into something much more. Uh, it's a high level intricate art form. There's artists that are putting hours and hours of dedication into creating and crafting new moves, new, new things that you can do with your hands. And uh, it's it sort of evolved to this point where now it's like, uh, you know, borderline a, a e-sport and there's competitive brackets and, and like there's people that are really taking this seriously and, and, and you know, we need a, a market leader to take it to scale so that it can be seen by the world and, and, uh, and actually get the attention and respect that it deserves. And this is kind of, you know, for people that are watching this, they, they might've done this at like EDM or they might've done, you know, something like this or seen something like this, right? I mean, this is an external art that's been around for a while. I think that people trying to twirl lights has been a pretty long time thing, right? With fire and things like that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's cool. So from there, um, you, you then saw that there was an opportunity, um, I would have to say with the metaverse, um, I can obviously, we can all see that you're in the metaverse right now. I think the story's pretty cool because you guys actually built the metaverse that you're showing us behind, check that out. So, but with that, you like all of a sudden something happened and what was that kind of, you know, evolutional turn or what was that turning point where you went, wait a minute, that something's happening with lights. There's an opening here. What was, where was that event? When was that event happening? Okay. So 
essentially us as me, my CTO and my CEO, um, we, we ourselves have been in the crypto space, uh, you know, and, and fiddling around in the Web3 ecosystem for uh, a little while. Our CTO, uh, many years more than us, but me and, and the CEO, uh, about seven months, we've been playing around in it. I've been in crypto since 2017. Uh, and, you know, really the, the, the thing we saw was, okay, so a lot of high-level light show artists um, that were the forefathers, uh, pioneers at the beginning of this art uh, back in like 2007, 2008, they've since retired. Uh, and it's because it's such a it's such a little niche art form, and like okay, you've you've built yourself credibility in this niche space of oh, I'm one of the the pioneers, the OGs, the forefathers. What does that really provide to you in, in your actual mm -hmm. intrinsic real world life? Not, not not really anything, right? And like I, I like to use the analogy of esports, right? You know, 15 years ago, uh, you know, if if a kid was playing some video games, their parents were like, hey, like you're rotting your brain, you need to go outside, throw a football, do something productive. Uh, and esports in that way didn't really get the respect uh, that it, it now has in, in the way that it's built now until its constituents, its players, um, its people were able to make a substantial earning and a living and an income from their, their passion, their art form. Um, and so what we saw as, you know, degenerates in the, in the Web3 ecosystem was, hey, you know, these NFT things, these non-fungible tokens, you know, digital art on the blockchain, this provides a very interesting opportunity for niche art form artists like this. Because now, all of a sudden, you are a high-level light show artist performing, uh, you know, to a camera and yeah. getting all these video yeah. files. Sure. And now sure. you can you can utilize your your audience that you've built for yourself and you can create a collector base of people that like you as an individual. They like your art and they're willing to invest into you, into your idea of, of what your art is as it evolves. And this allows for the opportunity for, for artists to be able to get paid through their their artistic passions, which is quite remarkable. Yeah. And this is this is just funny now. And this is like what transitioned from going, wait a minute, there's something here to building ProLights, which turns into also taking what you understood, which was what some e-commerce and your ability to brand things. And then what you did, and I'm just following our conversation we had before, um, is you decided to connect those. Which of those pieces did you find were valuable in like your past experiences, even though, and I think this is interesting to everybody listening to this, is that even though this is the forefront, right? There's certain things that you could still bring into a metaverse project, like you did branding and things like that. What are some of the products that you branded? So we, we started, ProLights has already been uh, around since about 2011, but uh, as far as a physical e-commerce store selling actual micro lights and, and chips uh, since yeah. 2018. Yeah. And so moving into the Web3 ecosystem uh, allowed us to like pivot the model to make it more artist centric in a way that not only are we as founders capitalizing off of our artistic hobbies, but we provide the, the opportunity for artists to get paid through their art, as well as with, with this metaverse right behind us named Bolt uh, that's built on Neos. This allows for flow arts to be incorporated into the metaverse as well as creating a interesting opportunity for flow artists, EDM influencers, and high level DJs um, to all network and commingle with each other in a virtual space that allows for 
you know, an intimate experience that has yet to be seen. Uh, and it, it puts, you know, flow arts in the forefront of, you know, the metaverse and EDM culture, whereas it otherwise has not been. What would be people that already like have had this experience and they're like, wait a minute, you're trying to tell me that when I went to all these raves and I had all this fun and I did all this stuff, what's maybe like the pitch to go, hey, there's another level, come on in. Like what, what is it that you try to find and say, look, you know, come on in because there's a lot of people that are seeing the metaverse, they're acknowledging it's going to be real. But what's the thing do you think that's kind of pushing people to go, all right, I'll try it. Is it a product kind of like your product? Or do you think it's um, just curiosity or you're going to have to meet everybody? Into, in, into the metaverse? Yeah. How, Sorry, what do you think is driving people into the metaverse? Yeah. I, I really think that it's uh, just future innovation and tech where we're headed. And I think people, as, as it grows, specifically like the NFT space, as people have seen these projects that just popped up early 2021, and have really, uh, you know, gone extraordinarily bullish and and sort of blown people's proportion of what's possible out of out of you know just absolutely crazy. Um, I think that that's allowed people to sort of expand their horizons and go, okay, maybe maybe this is a space that I should maybe pay a little bit more attention to because yeah. not only is there a potential for capital gain, but there's also a potential for increased network uh, and, and you know actual real world value being created in my real life through plugging into a, a digital ecosystem. And so I think, I think as it grows and as more people find success and have those personal testimonies of, hey, this is, this is what I managed to accomplish in my journey through this vehicle, I think more people will become less reluctant. I think right now, um, because the level of awareness is still, you know, it's still very niche, we're still early. I think people are reluctant because they're kind of, you know, new things are kind of scary for people, right? Um, you know, it's intimidating mm, yeah. to go into a new space, a new ecosystem where you, you got to learn all this new information and you're, you're, you're new to it. However, um, as more people become subject matter experts and are able to clearly uh, educate people on, okay, this is, this is how you do it right. This is how you avoid getting scammed in this, uh, in this ecosystem. This is how you properly set up your wallet. This is how you safely interact with protocols. This is how you plug into a metaverse. I think as more people become subject matter experts and, and share their knowledge, I think the adoption will become well more versed. Also with niche hobbyists, such as ourselves, um, we're not only entrepreneurs, yeah. but every, everyone on our team is also a passionate light show artist ourselves. We're all multi, multi-flow diverse. I, I'm starting to pick up uh, poi and staff yeah. and I'm, I'm really loving it. Because the, the neat thing is when you pick up a new flow art, I, I've been doing gloving, practicing three hours a day for four years. So I have some level of conceptual mastery and people deem me as, you know, pretty proficient. And then I pick up poi and I'm like, wow, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have to restart. And so it's, it's, it's really beautiful. And um, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited. So it, it, if they were to look in the metaphors, how would they find you? So like, how would right they find now, you right now as a company? Yeah, Jake. So right now they could find us on TikTok at Throwlights. Uh, they can also find us on Instagram at Throwlights, and we have Throwlights.com. Um, our metaverse venue Bolt is not open to the public yet. We have the white paper out, um, but we're looking to launch sometime in quarter three. We don't have a, a, a hard launch date yet. Um, we're still hashing all the uh, key components out, um, but. 
Uh, we do have a way that you can connect with us on our website to get a private tour with us of, of both and, and check out what we're working with here and, uh, and, and tour the venue. Because ultimately, this is a, a festival venue ground. Uh, it's like a, a digital club. Well, we'll make sure that we get that information on there, Jake. This has freaking been incredible. And not only that, this is the first one that I've done outside of the office and out of the studio. And then you're the first person I've ever done inside of the metaverse. I'm super stoked for you, Jake, man. We're going to go ahead and get this thing out, dude. I'm super pumped. Thanks for showing up on the show. We're going to post this thing out and they're going to contact you. And I hope they go through your whole process, man. Thanks a lot, bro. You are the man, Jason. I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you so much. Close it out. Bang. If you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, Moved is to entrepreneurs.